Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we're celebrating a birthday. 99 years old, Mick. Now, we've got Mario, who's not 99, but Me welcome, did, but Mario. Mate, you look Thank great you. for Thank 99, you. let me Thanks, tell guys. you. No, Mario's It's, it's in the fear- engine oil, let me tell you. <laughs> Mario's Fiat 501. 1924 built, and you've actually got the build date. You got that confirmed? I have. I've got the build sheet for it. It took me a little while to get that, Michael. I, but uh, I can't believe that. Sheet. How did you go about getting that? Number one? I don't know. How do you go get? I want the original documentation from a car that was built in 1924. Where well, do you even start? Uh, well, I had this idea, so I contacted. I, I I got on the net, of course, as we all do, and I yep. and I searched uh, Centro Storico in Fiat in Torino. Which, um, in translation, is... So the, the historic centre, or the classic centre for Fiat yeah. in, in Torino. And they responded. I sent them an email, yeah. I sent them an email about um, possibly getting some data or some information or something about my car. And then I realised that with that email, they confirmed that they did have a service that they um, they offered to, to get people with, with older cars all the information that they, they can supply. Can and, find the documentation. Yeah, and apparently they keep... They have, sorry, they have a file for every single car they've ever built. Because you were saying that it's one of the only manufacturers to have all the original archives. Yeah, or for every Not car. be destroyed. Yeah. Some of the other manufacturers have had fires and all sorts of losses, but they still have all of theirs. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It's really, it really is good. And yeah. some, I mean, like Ferrari went, I mean, some of their archives went elsewhere for us. That's right. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, so then you get, sure. they'll be lost, right? But mm. for Fiat to do that, that I, well, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, for, for, for especially for the for the hundred odd years that they've been in in, uh, in production. And were they interested in what car you actually owned and things? I mean, did I'm not sure. did it get into that I'm sort not, of? No, I don't think discussion? so. No? I don't know. It was all it was all paper, so it was okay. all paper trail. So yeah, it was it was interesting. It took a little while. It took about eight months to actually finally get something sent to me. But um, I got the and then Mick lovely. to have it the original documentation. And what does it say? Delivered to Adelaide, South Australia. And Adelaide delivered for you 501. And yeah. delivered without its body. Without its body. Without its body. So it's got So explain the, that. Explain that. Okay. What does that mean? So it comes with the chassis, the yeah. running gear, the engine, the so, diff. So the, as I believe, the cars came out, uh, it wasn't only Fiat, but many manufacturers, they sent their cars out without a body. Um, and I think there were many reasons. One was cost and, and tax reasons and all sorts of stuff. And then then the owner had the opportunity to talk with the, with the importer about who was going to put a body and what sort of body they were going to put on it. And that was yeah. common back then. I mean, the Ferrari did that with uh, Bertoni, with Pininfarina, yeah. with uh, Boano, with, you know, you name them, Vingale, Gear. So they used to body them to whatever the client When it wanted. got to the destination. but Well, no, even just in Italy. I mean, it'd be the owner would say, look, I'd rather a gear body, so we'll put a gear, gear body, body on it. So, but with the 501, because there was... Obviously, Ad, uh, uh, the Adelaide plant. What was it called? TJ. There was there was a couple. It was TJ Richards who were at, at Keswick. Um, there was also a Holden, some Holden body cars too at the time. Well, Holdens were coach builders, and they they ventured into the automotive industry. And then we visited the the factory in uh, well, where the factory once was in Tasmania. Yeah. So there's a few. How do you know when you buy the car? Do you then select? What? How you want it finished? What body you want? Well, I mean, well, how, how well, I'm guessing you did, Ori. I'm guessing that the importer you know gave say, the opportunity. Yeah. They, they must have had contacts with you know. With, and were the Tasmanian ones different to the South Australian ones? Absolutely. Yeah, so they didn't have. I'm saying you couldn't buy the same bodied kit from the Tasmanian guy that you oh, could from the South knows? Australian guy. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, did they have question. the four seaters and we had the two seater? I don't know. That's what I'm. Th- yeah. What's the well, point one of difference? thing that was certainly 
all the same was the front. So they had the engine cowling, engine cowling, the dash. Dash, it came with engine cowling dash. So it, it literally was a car you could drive off the wharf, but with no body. And yeah, no so seats. rolling chassis, yeah. wheels, everything. Yeah, no seats. That, the photo that Mario has got for the 99th. That's how that's you drive right. it. That's right. Yeah. We're going to put that photo actually on yeah. the Instagram. So it's a great photo. Let's just go back a couple of steps. So the 501, that's, I mean, a lot of people might not know what a Fiat 501 is. So it's certainly not a modern car. It's called a, a vintage car. Yeah, vintage car. And it was, it, it looked like similar cars of that era, didn't it? Very much. And a lot of the cars in that era did look similar. Yeah. So yours was a four seater. It was so what they called a torpedo body. So it was a four seater. Yeah, it uh, 1495 cc, so a little four cylinder. So the torpedo body's got a little bit of a duck tail at the back. No, no, no. It's it's it's, it's rounded but cut off. Oh, yeah, rounded and, body. Ah, yeah. oh, so not like the Amel car. No, which has no, got that. That's a duck tail. Yeah, that's, that's okay. So that's what you're thinking of doing. Yeah, well, I had the idea, thinking that le- lending on the idea that the the car arrived. As a, as a rolling chassis, and then it was up to the owner to body how he felt. I thought I might just take that one step further, but 100 years down the line. Well, so you can put a Veloce body on it. I can put a Veloce body on that. That's awesome. You can do, Because they came out, you said, in a newts. Well, they made, yeah, they made the, the four-seater, what they called the torpedo, and then a few others. Uh, they made, made them as taxis, they made them as vans, they made them as buckboards, as they called them, even as racing cars, a Fiat, and Fiat one, a 501S as well, so... I wouldn't mind variation. seeing like a buckaboard or like a ute. Because yeah, especially a Veloce, for Veloce Motorsport, that could be your car to drive to work every day. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, Just, I think I do like the idea of the racing style. Yeah. Keep but, it, in keeping the old body as well, keeping the current and original body intact so the opportunity to put it back on the chassis would always be there. So and now, then, go, sorry. I was going to say, then you'd have to have guards or running boards, wouldn't you? You can't have you don't, an open you don't have wheel. To have run, no, you have so, a cycle cycle guards. I suppose you have to have something over the wheels. Yeah, you wouldn't have to have running boards as such. But uh, I'm guessing that uh, for for road for road requirements, you'd have to have cycle guards. Okay. So, how long have you owned the car in the condition that you bought it, which you need a complete restoration? We know three that. years now. Three years. three years. So but it was December, whatever it was. December. Jeez, was it pre-COVID? It was pre-COVID. No, it was during COVID. I thought 2019. Yeah, I think it might have been Christmas 20. 20. Yeah, Christmas 2019, 2020. So, Before the big outbreak, I believe. And we've got the video. You actually started the car. It started. Yeah. The engine started. Yep, uh, definitely. In the yard yeah. there. So you then get it back and you start stripping it immediately. Not Almost. I, I actually spent about three weeks, maybe just four looking weeks, at just it. looking at it. Yeah. just And, and actually probably spayed three or four cans of... Um, Penetrating CRC all over it, so all the nuts yep. and bolts would come undone. Yeah, just sort of looking at it, I wanted to really, really engage in what absorb it was. It. Yeah, absorb it. The other thing as well is one of the early things that you did is clean it. I so did. it got all the you know the mud off it and yep. stuff like that because it was because where was it? Uh, it was in a barn, it, I suppose. It was in a shipping container. It, yeah, it oh, was, it was yeah, in the shipping sh- container. It was in yeah. a shipping container. It was um, up in the Adelaide Hills in a shipping container, and uh, the gentleman had it there for oh, I'm not really sure now, but eight or ten years, I think, and then decided to part with it. And, and it he, was, when he had it, was he driving it? And then he just no, he had the he had the idea of restoring. Oh, restoring it. it also. Okay, but it uh, didn't fruit, so uh, he decided to move it on. 
But he didn't go to the level that you're going to or even think about going to the level, like getting the original paperwork. He didn't even think well, about all that sort of he, stuff, he's did he? A, he's a vintage car guy, so he, he may well have Ori, but he's uh, he, he dabbles with other brands. Dodge, I think, was his big brand. Okay. Um, so, yeah, just too many cars, not enough time, so he decided to uh, let that one go. And you knew what you wanted to do with the car as soon as you bought it? Or have you changed over the no, last three years? No, I've stayed fairly fairly clear. The only, the only deciding part was the body, it sort of. You know, okay, it, yeah. but in terms of what what extent you were going to restore it to and the level restoration, because I've seen a 501 in South Australia that was restored. Fully I mean, restored? But not only fully restored, but well above what it would have come out of the factory. No, okay. my, my idea was clear from the start. I wanted a car evolving around preservation more than anything yep. with the sight that it's got to be – physically roadworthy and safe as well. So there are many parts of the car which I've had to visit quite deeply and, and we've had to make components, suspension components and stuff. But where we've I've been able to keep original components and just refurbished them or cleaned them, I've put them back on. Yeah, because when you get to the the body and the interior, that will have to have all seat belts and all that sort of stuff. That in, No, well, it doesn't actually. It doesn't have to have seat belts at all. Because it didn't come out, it didn't with, seat come out with seat belts. Pre uh, yeah. whatever sixties, I don't know. Mm. Whatever. So what it is. you don't have to have them. No, no. If it didn't come out with. Them. Oh wow. Mm. Okay. Now you might still want to have them, but yeah, well, it's yeah, a personal you, yeah, choice. Well, okay, it's speed. Well, how fast oh. would it be? What would the top speed be? It wouldn't be more than eighty k's. No, it? I don't think it's more than eighty. I believe it's somewhere between you know, seventy to eighty. k's. Have you ever driven one? No. So what made you want a five hundred one? Well, I wanted to – you know what sort of work I do and it's always this modern, more modern stuff and fancy yep. stuff and exotic stuff, I suppose, a better word. But I just like the idea of, you know, where cars started and, and how those ideas came about. You know, and I often think about not just Fiat's or, or the European cars, English cars, but where they started and where we are now. So for me it was about the engineering and uh, the ideas of and how they evolved to where we are today. So, have you ever worked on an engine that old? Uh, Is this the oldest engine you've ever worked on? With all the brass components. No, I, I actually have worked on a few old engines. Yes, I have. Sorry, I was having a bit of mental yeah. thing there, but yeah, so I have, and they're interesting things. I just uh, I get often often asked. They say to me, Mario, what are you going to do with the car when it's finished? And I say, Well, I don't really know. It's the journey to get to yeah. the end that I'm really really excited about. about. Yeah, so. Yeah, what I do like is what you mentioned before is more preservation rather than restoring everything to the hilt. Well, it's like the fuel tank we saw today. Perfect. I'd leave it like that, like you said, just gloss yeah. over it. Because oh, you want to see that little bit of rust, that little bit of wear and tear. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, well, so you, I'd like you, the idea of my car to continue its, uh, its journey past 100 years without being new to start. Well, yes. In yeah, the yeah. Italian culture... Its birthday is ninety nine, but it's in its hundredth year. year. Yeah, that's right. So, so it's a hundred. Yeah, it's a hundred. Really, it's that's in its hundredth. A one hundred year old car, hundred year old engine. I mean, did you come across any problems pulling it apart? Any issues? Any bolts that wouldn't come out? I had a few bolts that wouldn't come out. Yeah, a few bolts we've had to. I've had to. So do you grind them off? Yeah, whatever method you need to heat. Ca- carefully get them out. Heat. You know, drill them out or whatever. Um, the usual problems you see in an old car, I suppose, Ori, but, uh, you know, otherwise it was strip the engine down, strip everything down, go through it meticulously one part at a time. 
that does it make your mind boggle when you're looking at and stripping this car out part by part, piece by piece, how they did things 100 years ago? That's that's what excites me. Already. Without the machines that they've got, without the technology they've got today. And I also try and think about the people. That's right. The guy that was standing there holding the part that I've now got in my hand, you know, what his, what his life was like and what he was doing. Because it must probably only ever been held it. by two people. The guy that put it in, now Mario. Because no one else would have rebuilt that engine ever. You don't know. Well, you don't know. You don't I mean, know. it's, it's possible. Well, the likeliness. Yeah. Well, maybe not rebuilt the engine, but, you know, you're working on it, you certainly would have had. But, you know, some of the detail, and we'll have some photos on the on our podcast and YouTube video on that. <laughs> some of the detail in terms of what about the linkages for the um, throttle control from the steering? Yeah, the steering, the steering box, steering is awesome piece of machinery in that car. It does it not only steers your car left and right, but it also you know, has a hand throttle control and a advance for you for the magneto. So it does more so than one thing. It's a cylinder that you rotate. Yeah. So the column around behind the steering wheel, you rotate it, and it and it's and I suppose in our term we call it cruise control. Not that you'd want to sort of. But use you it. wouldn't use it as a cruise control. No, no. That's for sure. It doesn't have be an a hard car to drive. I don't think so. You know. Well, what do you mean you don't think so? Well, I don't think it will be. It's got a gated shifter. It won't be synchro, no doubt. No, no synchro. It won't, won't be synchro. Shifter. Yeah, but, but it's it got, is a gated shifter, though, you know. It is a gated yeah, shifter. Yeah. That's that was, pretty That good. was part of the excitement as well. That was pretty – I'm glad. Yeah. It's got a start-stop button. Yeah, it's so – It's got a start-stop button. Yep, correct. It has um, a starter motor. So you have to wind it to start it? No. So it, what is that winder for? If Just your in case you start – Or your starter motor doesn't work. It's a 12-volt 12 volt, 12 volt system. It's, a, it's like a – like a car we know today, I suppose. It's it's got a starter motor, a generator, and the crank handle is there in an emergency. If the battery goes flat, you can still start it. Well that's did that nineteen twenty seven uh luncher have a the uh winder at the front? Yes, yes it did. It, it did. did, yeah. I think they all would have back then. Uh, you know um, I think so. But and even before that they would probably only had that not a starter motor. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm guessing. guessing. But anyway. And you found all the original binnacles, dials, you know, clock. That was. I cannot believe it. Uh, you ju- you've you set yourself a goal, Ori, and you you. That's actually some of it's really hard, but you've just got to stay focused, find it, ask questions. You build your network of people, contacts, whether it's local, interstate, overseas, and, and you've got to you be find, patient. You've got to be patient. That's you know, the first thing you learn. Well, you look you look on the first night and you don't find it. You can't just say that's forget about it. So every now and then you will look again. You just keep looking. Yeah, but look look at this. Look at the smile on Mario's face. We're three years in. The engine's in. We haven't started it yet. No, but it's getting right. close, Mario. It's getting closer. I'm hoping in a couple of weeks' time. See what they say? That's Re- in the restoration business. That's what you're saying. Oh, it'll be a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. So realistically, to once you get the body, decide what body, to completion stage, three more years, four there's, years, do you think? There's, What's probably, your, there's probably a couple of years left in it, but I have a target. I'd, I'd like to think that for its 100th birthday, it's standing on its wheels just the way it was brought into the country. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a good way of looking at it. So you'd have the body, and I'm sure they would have had a seat with the body because you've got to drive it in place. Well, it's funny, Michael, because the, the photos I've seen, um, the few photos I've seen of the of what they would have looked like when they've come in, no, they didn't have a seat. They didn't have a seat. Yeah, and I don't even know how long that process was. You know, I mean, the car was built on the fifth of May, nineteen twenty four. How long did it sit, sit on the ship before it got here, and then how long did it, was it before it actually had a body and before it was delivered to the owner? Do we know how many were made? Yeah, well, 
if records are right, I believe in 501s because they were built from 1919 to 1926, and I believe 46,000 units were made. That's a lot, isn't it? 501s. And do we know how many got imported to Australia? Is there a document? No, that's really hard. I've, okay. I've, I've tried really hard to find some local history, Ori, but it's, it's proven to be very, very difficult. Because they're all, all right-hand drive. That's what I was going to say. The same thing. They're all right-hand all drive right because Italy drive. was right-hand right drive. drive back in the early that's days. Right. Mm. I'm not sure when they changed, but they're all right-hind drive. Mind you, it's actually quite a narrow car, so I don't know if it, it matters it whether it's right-hand drive or left-hand so Just on – sorry, I'm still – in my mind, I'm still going on about the seatbelts that you don't need. How about indicators? And yes, things like you that. You do need indicators. So that's one thing I did learn is that you do need indicators. So it will be it will be fitted with indicators. Now, okay. when you say you do need, that's for the Australian design rules. For Australian design, okay, for, not for road rules. For road. So what rules. indicators? Because we've got to find some period ones, Ori, which I haven't done yet. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be fairly easy. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fairly. Because wasn't it the that little flap that used to yes. go down in those cars? You well, know, the, the ones like that the Morris Minor. The, yeah. In mechanical right. mechanical hand. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, can't no, use no. no, I don't want to use those. I'll use indicators, as we know. Just find some that suit the car, something small. But then you've got to get something on the stalk or it might be just a, a toggle a, switch. It'll be a toggle a switch. A toggle switch, switch rather than – And I, was, I didn't ask today, and it may be a silly question, fuel for the car because that would have all been leaded fuel. It would have been leaded fuel. So now, so what – I'll probably run it on a 98 with a with a additive. So what did you with have to an do? additive? Okay. What? Oh, so you didn't do anything particular with the engine in terms of fuel. No. Okay. So what? What would you have to do normally? Like, what's the difference between a car, an engine that's got leaded fuel versus unleaded? It, it, basically, the, the the problems arise around the cylinder head and, va- and valve seats and valves themselves. Just the, the materials that were used in the day compared to the materials that are used today. So, okay. Yeah. So the materials that are used years ago, they would have been a bit softer. Yes. So the lead helped help that. So the additive you're putting in. We'll do that. Yeah. You can buy additives for, for old cars like that. But in saying that, I mean, you've got new oh, – I'm going to get things wrong here, mm. but you've got new valves? I've got new valves, yep. Uh, so they would be same so the same as – So the cylinder head itself, it's hard to describe. It's a, so it's a, it's a side valve engine. So the cylinder head itself has just got a valve pocket cut into it. So there's no insert as we know it like you would in a modern car. You know, modern cars got valve inserts. This doesn't. So, so that, valve inserts like stem seals and that. No, no, valve insert is where the valve where the valve strikes the cylinder head. So a modern car's got a little insert that's pressed into the cylinder head where the valve seats onto. Whereas this engine doesn't. So the, the surface is is just cut for a valve to. Yeah. And what happens with? Does this engine have gaskets and? Seals and things like that, like the modern cars do. It's that. got no oil seals, interestingly, but it has some gaskets for the different components come together. So it has no oil seals. So they use different methods to try and keep the oil in the engine rather than out on the road. So we'll yeah, imagine see. making that. That metal is perfect then, because it's got to be flush on flush to get so no some, oil. Some really interesting design. Would you? Can you put gas? You can't. You now, probably can't. could have, Ori. To be fair, but I didn't. I wanted to leave you left it, the way, it. Yeah, the way it was. And. Things like, I mean, we talked about when we had the mirror that the engine oil and the gearbox oil was one and the same. Is that similar with this or is it completely separate oil? No, it's got a separate gearbox and separate engine oil. Yeah, so, so it's got its own engine sump and, and gearbox is separate. So the Fiat's were well advanced back then? I mean, if that's a, Yeah, exactly right. They weren't well advanced. That fuel tank at the front, by the way, I'm back on the fuel tank, how, how many litres is that? Because it doesn't look big. It's not big, actually. That's a really good question because I did look it up originally, but I, I've forgotten the number. But it, it would only be I was wouldn't be twenty more than liters, twenty or thirty, yeah. thirty liters, thirty five maybe. Yeah. 
But we, and it's interesting the position of the fuel tank too. So it's, it's up, at the front. It's up above your knees. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of having the fuel away from you sort of came later on in life. Maybe they had a few accidents in the early day. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what are the, some of the things? Because I know when you were rebuilding the engine and uh, you actually got pistons made up for it. I did have some pistons made up for it because the ones that were in the engine, the original ones, which were original Fiat pistons, they had some damage that showed it showed age and I thought well I can't really use these again so I had to find a company um, here in South Australia actually that um, were happy to remanufacture some pistons for me and that worked out really well so we used some modern material uh, sort of probably better aluminium than was in the day and we used a modern ring design so it uh, hopefully will give it some longevity and what about horsepower would it give you any more horsepower? Do you think – because they weren't – what did it He's have? He's not going to whack it was on it the 16? dyno, mate. What, what is it, 16 horsepower? No, about 26, I 26, think. 26, sorry, 26 I was close. Do you want him to yeah. put it on the dyno and see what no, he's going No, but I mean <laughs> – Honestly. I mean, some of the things that you've done – Look, it might, it, it might. It probably will give, give me a few more, but it won't be numbers to write home about. It might be two or three horsepower more, but – you can always look at supercharging because they used to supercharge back no, then. I think, it, I think it'll be happy the way it is, Michael. Okay. Actually, did it, did it have the exhaust system? No. Oh. The original part of the original exhaust system I do have, but the rear section of it was no longer no longer there. But that that's that's easy enough. That's to easy re- enough to re- to replicate. Yeah. And it just has to be black, so that's okay. Isn't it? It's going to be black. Yeah, it's crime, isn't it? No, no, no. Well, you're going to do a stainless steel exhaust. I don't yeah. think. I don't think so. No. It'd okay. be mild steel. You know what? I, I do enjoy visiting the workshop because in the past, like Mario said, he works on exotic cars. Is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cars, modern day exotics. And but I now just walk into the walk, workshop and work, walk to that back corner and see what and just see what's happened what's on the five hundred one. Yeah, I love that. I do. I mean, if I you look know, at I, it, I walk past Testarossa's and the whole lot. Not the Dino. I never walk past the Dino. Yeah, here. thanks. I never walk past the Dino. But, but things like the water pump. I saw you refurbishing the water pump. But I mean, that's a work of art. That water pump. Yeah. I mean, it's and then the linkages for the throttle control for the. I mean, it's the, just unbelievable. But the engine. We we'll have the photos, like you said, on Instagram. The amount of brass on the in the engine. Just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah and it's, it, that it's stuff like gorgeous. that really, really, I find really interesting. Me right, too. Someone's yeah. taken a, a cast of something in, in, in bronze and then machined it to make it work and it's just it's just beautiful. Stuff you don't see anymore. So what happens with getting it registered after? It'd be just the normal process that I we'd have here? I think it's a normal process. So the car was delivered in, in Australia, in South Australia, so I'm guessing it'll be uh, you know a visit down to Regency Park. And have they have got work. compliance plates? I know you've got no. some plates on the thing. I've, the I've, got a, I've got a build plate for the car, but no, no, it won't have a compliance plate. That was way too early for that. So I don't think it'll be a big problem. I think it should be quite straightforward. Let's hope. And... and you're talking about, you know, we're talking about the body and you're talking about maybe doing a duck tail or... Boat tail. Uh, boat tail, sorry. So it wouldn't be actually covered, so it'd be uh, convertible. Yes. Oh, so right. you're not going to have it closed. Okay. And so two, it won't look seater. like uh, the normal uh, Wacky Racers uh, yeah, yeah. car or whatever. But that's that, what so it, were they leather seats that they had or leather vinyl? Leather. No, it would have been leather. Yep. Leather. Red leather with green. Ooh. Do you know what colour leather I don't know. It's an, I think the I think it will be the body will be green because that was its original colour. So I'm going to stay with that. But what colour the leather is, I don't know. Maybe we'll ask our viewers, your viewers. Well, the um, yeah, I think that you know we do have the beige. It does look good with green. Red would look good. Red would Burgundy look good. Would look Burgundy. Good. Burgundy. Burgundy would look unbelievable. Yeah, not and you got red, the, red. And the badges, 
the Fiat badges, you've got all the original badges, haven't it you? It has one on the radio, and that's all it ever had. So they had no 501 written anywhere? No, just a Fiat badge on the radio. Yeah. So what was – there was no 500? No, I'm not sure the numbers, Ori. There was, there was no 500. I mean, we know there's no. a Fiat 500, but it's not no. the 500 we're thinking of. No, there was no 500. I, I've 502? Never 501, 502, 503, but both of those models were very few of. So what did and the same, 501 stand yeah. for? Do you know? I don't know, yeah. Ori. Uh, Michael, sorry. No, sometimes it's, you know, I've yeah, tried to five litre, this yeah. and that. It's not a five litre, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Actually, how many litres is it? It's a 1.5. 1.5 litre. 501. I think it was just a project. No, project number. Project number, yeah. maybe? Okay. Probably just Oh, yeah. Number. Fantastic. I've, I've loved seeing yeah, the evolution. Design, it was designed car. by a gentleman called uh, Carlo Cavalli, who was industrialist. He wasn't really even a, a mechanical engineer, but sort of fell in love with motor cars and found himself working at Fiat and became a designer engineer, as we know. But I can't mm. believe that they made 46,000 of these Supposedly. things. Supposedly. But when you see, remember that photo that Mario's got in. Of the factory in Tasmania where they were getting the bodies. It was hundreds How, of them. Hundreds? Yeah. That means, you know, here would have been hundreds of them. Well, don't forget, that was prior to Australia being able to produce cars. Yeah, so it, Australia it was, started yeah. in 1940s. It was the start what of the Industrial it? Revolution worldwide, wasn't it? So, I mean. So, Model T Ford is what, 1940-something? Yeah, but that wasn't the Model here. I know, oh, some were made here. So, anyway, we won't go So, what were that. the cars around back then, in the 20s? Well, it was all imported. So Mo- Most of them imported. I'm sure the listeners will say there was some yeah. made here yeah. or whatever. No but, doubt. Yeah, yeah. There was Fiat's Alphas, all the European stuff, and there was English cars as well, don't forget. And a lot of names that don't exist anymore as well, Ari. I can't wait to go in. French cars. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be similar to that luncher. Well, you'd A little bit so. more sportier. But the, the fuel, the right. I mean, that luncher was a huge car. It was a lumber. big car. It's a lot bigger yeah, than this. it would be two car. of these. Well, I don't know about two of them. Let's but wise. the other one was... Uh, the Lancia Lambda was quite That's a big, very big car. Quite big. And big heavier. And but, you know, in terms, it's the same sort of era. I mean, that was a 1927 from memory. I yeah, that's right. But the wheels, similar wheels. Yeah, it's got bigger st- wheels, I reckon. It's got steel wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Manufactured by Dunlop Original. See, that's the other thing, Mario, I think you pointed out off air that um, back then uh, the Fiat made steel wheels. They made steel wheels. A lot of them still had uh, timber, timber wheels. wheels. Timber wheels, yeah. Yeah, so right. they were ahead. Fiat were ahead of the time. I mean, they didn't have the overhead cam belts there back then, <laughs> but but it's it's pretty good. Oh, and they're the sort of things that make the car industry, Michael. And what what makes me sort of uh, want to do it? So, will you keep this car and pass it down to the next generation? Your your children, your children's children. Well, time will it stay will, in the family? Will tell. Time will tell. No doubt. Yeah, I think anyway, so. we look. We certainly look forward to. Uh, you finishing it, or actually, the really the next milestone will be starting starting it, starting the car. So we'll, you, we'll have the video of the original start and where we are right now. Yeah, and we'll definitely get Mario back throughout the progress. Well, we, we certainly need to, but uh, we're going to leave it there, Mario. But well, thank thanks you. for coming back, and uh, thanks, Mario. Five hundred one is uh, certainly something to, to bro- progress. So we're going to leave it there, and of course, you can catch us on the show at uh, mickandori at gmail dot com, and of course, our, our Instagram as well. But remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.